With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Frontiers in Learning, a program focused on education and its role in meeting the needs of our area's changing economy. Hello, I'm Chris Shovlin. Today, we step inside the Beaver County Career and Technology Center with Administrative Director David Waitaz. We'll learn about the opportunities available for Beaver County kids and adults. Then we'll address the problems facing children without a fixed place to stay in Allegheny County with Dr. Joseph Lagana, the founder of the Homeless Children's Education Fund in Pittsburgh. But first, the mission of the Beaver County Career and Technology Center is to prepare graduates to be well-trained technicians ready for the workplace of today and tomorrow, aware of the world around them, and prepared for the changing technology. David Waitaz is the administrative director here at the Beaver County Career and Technology Center. David, the first thing I have to ask you is what happens here in this building here in Center Township, the type of education that is offered? The Beaver County Career Technology Center is an extension of the 14 school districts here in Beaver County. We are a half-day program. The 14 school districts, and it's mostly juniors and seniors, some sophomores, we have 17 programs of study. And those programs are offered of a vocational nature here to the students where they spend half a day here. Um, The students go through their guidance counselor. It is at no cost to the student um, that's part of the curriculum of the home district. Let's talk about some of the course offerings. What can they expect to learn here at the Beaver County Career and Technology Center? Okay, we have a list of 17, and I'll say them very quickly for you. (laughs) Automotive technology, business information systems, carpentry, collision repair technology, commercial art, cosmetology, culinary arts, electrical occupations, graphic arts and printing, greenhouse landscaping, health occupations, HVAC, logistic materials management, machine tool technology, masonry bricklaying, veterinary assistant, and welding. And that's a whole mouthful there. That, it is a mouthful, and it's, it's a great uh, load of courses. There are great opportunities for kids who may not want to attend college or who may want to attend college a little bit later, but, but learn a trade, and you can make a pretty good living doing this. Yes, uh, the timing's right in it, and it's just not because of the economic boom we hope to experience here in Beaver County, but with college debt, many of our college graduates, and I'm, you know, I have two master's degrees, so I'm not downing going to school, but it gives you an opportunity to get out in the field, and our employers are asking for these skills today. Unfortunately, at one time, I think 
the reputation was the slower kids go yeah. to the, you know, one of the nicknames we had here was slow tech. Yeah. And it, it's a shame because if you follow of where our graduates are doing and some of the money they're making, we have folks that come back and they're in their 20s and they have six figure incomes with no student debt. So that's where you can get to. I mean, there's a lot of paths from here. And at the same time, there's a lot of articulation agreements with our higher ed institutions here also. So the sky's the limit here, really. Actually, that's the reason I wanted to come here today is because of what I have learned with the arrival of tomorrow's industrial reinvigoration through the coming of the Shell Ethane Cracker plant. There is a boon on the horizon. It's already started, and I know the trades are looking for qualified young men and women who have a jump start on knowing what to do and what they want to be, and uh, the sky is the limit. Yes, Chris, that's an excellent point. Uh, we work very closely with the Building Trades Association here. And uh, people think it's just Beaver County, but it's actually a 15-county area. But it's very competitive now to get into their apprenticeship programs. Excellent education. I actually spent the last two weeks. Last week I went to the new steam fitters facility up in uh, Harmony outside of Zillinopo. What they offer now, and you are paid while you go through this training. And I was very proud um, of their apprenticeship class. 10% came here, came out of the Beaver County CTC. Also last week I went on tour for the last two weeks with the building trades and we visited um, Beaver Falls High School, Alacopa High School and Lincoln Park High School and just to expose some of students of what's going on here and the, there are other opportunities here. Excellent news for Beaver County kids. David Whitez is the Administrative Director of the Beaver County Career and Technology Center. We're here in his office in Center Township. You know that I was at the community college's job fair. I saw you up on the stage with many of the trades uh, and union representatives up there looking uh, for people. And what they want is an educated workforce, but they also want a drug-free workforce. And that was one of the many emphasis uh, that they did uh, in their presentations. Exactly, Chris. You nailed it head on. If you talk to the trade unions, we all can teach you the job, but we can't teach you personal effects of what you do. And, you know, just Friday at the steam fitters, if they don't want to hear that you partied the night before, there's not a high tolerance of this. So to get the job, you have to come to work on time you know, not be tardy, and the drug-free workforce is critical. I know down the road when Shell gets here, I mean, that's going to be their number one priority. I mean, American businesses, American industry can't work like that. And it's sad because, you know, not only the epidemic going on all around us with the drug abuse, but I, I, as a school administrator, I see it in terms of just recreational use of some of these drugs that stay in your bloodstream for a long time. So by not doing it for a month, that's still you may still not be able to pass a drug test. Absolutely. And there are safety issues which uh, the heavy industry uh, cannot uh, tolerate anybody being unsafe. Have you been in discussions with Shell uh, here through the school and, and with NOVA and some of the other corporate neighbors that we already have here? Here? Yes. Um, Shell has been a great neighbor, I think, already. Um, Joe Manetti, who's a Beaver County native, has really sh reached out. In fact, Joe was just here last week, and 
just really assisting us to get this message out. Again, there's only going to be so many jobs at Shell, but there's going to be hopefully a lot of ancillary and cottage industry type positions. And through other employers in this county, they're concerned about having enough workers. Um, we are going through the baby boom exit. I'm part of that at some point, but uh, <laughs> that's a reality. And a lot of our manufacturers here are concerned about that. What about your relationship with the community college? They're your neighbor right over the hillside here and some of the other institutions of higher learning in the region. Absolutely. They've been a great partner with us, uh, their workforce development. Part of what we do here, and I think maybe a lot of parents don't know, we have articulation agreements and a SOAR program that some of the programs here, when you graduate, pass the NOCTI testing, and that's an assessment test, you can take 24 college credits with you. So you almost have a year of school in toward an associate degree. So another year, you you know, one year out of high school, you can have that associate degree. But absolutely great partners. And I know your involvement with Robert Morris. I'm an alumni of Robert <laughs> Morris. And, you know, a lot of our nursing students will go there and matriculate to their program. So Penn State Beaver has been awesome. There's a new administrative team there. And we're all working together. And I think that's, you know, being on the back end of a career the collaboration here among all the people involved and the business community, the Chamber of Commerce and so forth, has been wonderful. And I'm very encouraged by that collaboration. David, finally, uh, just a personal observation. Did you ever think that you would see the day when we would be in one of these 100-year situations where there's going to be an industrial boom? Because, I mean, let's face it, the last time this happened, it was the founding of B&W, J&L, Crucible, so on and so forth. That That's interesting, Chris. I talk a lot about that because I was very fortunate during my college years that I worked in JNLLTV at the Alacopa Works, and it was a wonderful opportunity. It kind of drove you to stay in school yeah. and, and complete your education. But what I learned there were lifelong lessons, and I, I have benefited from that, and I'm trying to talk the benefit of that again. I mean, industry, business, education, we all have to work together. We have to understand each other's needs to do what we have to do. But I'm excited about this. I think Beaver County has a great future. I think there's a lot, a lot of smart people here now working together. And we're going through a change, and we are. Fly away through Neverland with Tinkerbell in Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center's production of Peter Pan Dancing Through Neverland. Based on J.M. Barrie's beloved novel, Peter Pan Dancing Through Neverland is an original dance show starring all of your favorite characters. Watch Lincoln Park's best dancers take flight in our beautiful main stage theater. Show runs April 28th through the 30th and May 5th through the 7th. Lincoln Learning Solutions is a Beaver County-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower learning communities by providing them with products, strategies, and services aligned with proven educational practices. Lincoln Learning Solutions is the creator of Lincoln Empowered, a comprehensive new pre-K through 12 online curriculum that offers the highest degree of flexibility and personalization possible. Want to learn more? Visit www.lincolnlearningsolutions.org.
The Homeless Children's Education Fund is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to support the educational needs of children experiencing homelessness in Allegheny County. It continues to evolve to meet the region's needs. And the Homeless Children Education Fund's founder is Dr. Joseph Lagana. He is my guest here on Frontiers in Learning today. First, I have to say it's been a while. It's great to see you again. I'm delighted to be here, Chris. I'm very familiar with your organization uh, from my work in radio in Pittsburgh for, for many, many years and some of the great projects uh, that we were involved with together. But Joe, we need to uh, introduce the folks in our listening audience to what your organization is all about. I gave just a, a brief description, but if you will, you know, we're talking about homeless children. Define homelessness as far as your organization is concerned. Yeah. Homelessness uh uh, is defined by the federal government that any, uh, any young person uh, from zero to age zero to age 24 is considered to be homeless if they don't have a permanent place to go at night. And what that means is there are a lot of young people who are doubled up, uh, who move from one house to another. But there are also a number of kids who really are living on the street. So there's a wide spectrum of what is covered by uh, homeless kids. So we, we're talking about kids who don't have a regular home to go to and are being sheltered somehow, some way, to people actually, you know, for all intents and purposes, living under a bridge. Yeah, you, you could say that, but in mo and about 70% of them are living in some uh, housing situation, either a shelter or they're doubled up uh, or they're living with a relative somewhere. Uh, a grandma, uh, those kind of circumstances. How many children in Allegheny County fall into this category? Well, we've identified about 3,000 of them. Yeah. And uh, that number has increased uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, fallout from the recession, certainly we all know about, and uh, uh, they have not recovered from the recession. Dr. Lagana, how do you identify these kids? How do you figure out who is homeless and who is not? Well, it's easy uh, to find the ones that are living in the shelters. There are 27 shelters in Allegheny County. And so we know where they are, and uh, so we can w deal with them. The other ones are pretty difficult because they don't walk around with a, a T-shirt that says, I'm homeless. Uh, so what, uh, what happens is uh, teachers... Uh, people who come in contact with them, counselors, football coaches, will discover that they're, they, they're living at different addresses. And, and so they come to us and identify the kids who might be in need of some support. Are there other giveaways? Are there other identifiers? Well, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult, uh, even, even the ones that are living on the street. As I said earlier, they don't walk around with a sign that says I'm, I'm homeless or a T-shirt that says I'm homeless. Uh, but there are some, uh, we're getting better at identifying them by some of their behaviors, some of their uh, interactions, uh, just, just the way they, uh, they handle themselves in a group setting. Dr. Joseph Lagana is my guest. He is the founder of the Homeless Children's Education Fund, which services young people in Allegheny County and the city of Pittsburgh, of course. You had mentioned the recession. How else does this happen? Well, there are other ways that people become homeless. Uh, there, uh, oftentimes, uh, uh, what, one of the courses is that a house will burn down. 
And, and it's very difficult sometimes for people who are living in, in uh, dire straits to find another suitable place to live. Uh, housing is not cheap and uh, it, it's difficult for people to find suitable housing. I think the other thing is you may have uh, uh, people who uh, ha have a parent die and uh, uh, the, the mom can't take care of the family. And so they move in with uh, relatives, but then the relatives after a certain period of time uh, will say, we just can't keep you forever. You've got to find another place to stay. So there are a variety of ways uh, that people become homeless. How does homelessness, this lifestyle, affect children? Well, it certainly sets, uh, it, it certainly sets back uh, their educational growth. Uh, if they uh, move from one school to another, and it's not uncommon for some of these homeless families to move twice a year uh, and, and until they get settled. So in those uh, two or three moves uh, to different schools, uh, the kids may not find continuity in their education. Uh, they might not be able to make friends. They may not feel good about uh, meeting new friends and new teachers. So uh, all of that contributes to a, uh, to a retardation of their development. We're talking with Dr. Joseph Lagana. He is the founder of the Homeless Children's Education Fund here on Frontiers in Learning Today. Let's talk about the positives. How do you reach them? How do you reach to help them? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, we start in the shelters because the shelters basically, uh, we know where they are. and. Uh, uh, in conversation with them, they can tell us about other people who are on the verge of falling into that same set of circumstances. So through, through informal communications, social networking is another way. We're, we're finding that uh, the kids that live on the street are very active in social networking. And we have built an app, uh, a mobile app, that uh, now uh, we're putting in the hands of policemen in the hands of Operation Safety Net, folks who uh, are outreach workers who uh, can immediately give service to the, to the kids who are on the street, and also adults. So uh, the, the Big Berg app is a, uh, is, is a technological uh, uh, invention that's really going to help address these issues uh, that are occurring on the street. Are you just reaching out to the children, or do you try to reach their parent or parents, depending on their case? Well, with the app, it, it knows no limit. It, that, uh, the mobile app is available for anybody, not only uh, young people. But uh, our primary focus is uh, children, 0 to 24. Uh, and uh, we work through the schools, obviously. That's a main population and a place where we meet uh, these young people. We work with uh, early childhood programs, and we meet some of them there. And then, uh, as I mentioned, there are some uh, some some young people who are living in uh, uh, in group homes, and so we work with them there as well. You've mentioned zero to 24. You're not just talking about little children or high school age children. I have a feeling you're referring to college-age children as well. Oh, yeah. We, we now know, as of a couple months ago, that in our 10 colleges and universities within the city of Pittsburgh, uh, there are roughly two dozen young people who are attending college who have no place to go over the holidays. In fact, they end up doubling up or they find some other means during the holidays and during the summer. So this homelessness situation 
uh, pervades uh, all levels of young people. And the federal law mandates that every community in this country become alert to that need and uh, encourages us and mandates that we look out for, for them. It's, a, it's, it's amazing because some of these college-age students actually are working and have jobs. They just have nowhere to go. Right. No, they, many of these kids are very resilient. They uh, also are uh, talented. Some of them have great artistic talent. Uh, they uh, are doing well in school in most cases and uh, work two jobs, uh, but still can't make ends meet, even though they do get a lot of support from uh, scholarships and fellowships. Dr. Joe Lagana is my guest. We're uh, talking about the Homeless Children's Education Fund. We'll take a short time out. We'll continue our conversation next on Frontiers in Learning. Community College of Beaver County has been leading, educating, innovating, and inspiring students and our community for 50 years. And we're just getting started. Tomorrow holds even more promise with a growing number of new programs, partnerships, and pathways serving a more diverse student body. Be sure to join us in celebrating our great history and achievements by visiting the 50th anniversary website at ccbc.edu slash 50th sharing your CCBC story on social media, or attending our many special events. Now is the time to find your way to CCBC, educating Beaver County since 1966. Did you know that recent studies show a direct correlation between involvement in theater and success in math, reading, and writing? Sign up now for the spring semester of performing arts classes at the Henry Mancini Academy. Classes for children ages 3 to 18 include musical theater, voice, acting, dance, improv workshops, and master classes, not to mention a musical, The Jungle Book. Is your child stage ready? Visit ManciniAcademy.com or call 724-576-4644, extension 1311, to enroll. Fly away through Neverland with Tinkerbell in Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center's production of Peter Pan Dancing Through Neverland. Based on J.M. Barry's beloved novel, Peter Pan Dancing Through Neverland is an original dance show starring all of your favorite characters. Watch Lincoln Park's best dancers take flight in our beautiful main stage theater. Show runs April 28th through the 30th and May 5th through the 7th. Welcome back to Frontiers in Learning. I'm Chris Shublin with Dr. Joseph Lagana, the founder of the Homeless Children's Education Fund. Joe, I have to ask you, how did you come to realize this problem yourself? Uh, many, many years ago, uh, you brought some friends and colleagues together uh, to get this program started. But when did you realize what a problem it was and how did you realize how, how much of a problem this was in Allegheny County? Yeah, I, I didn't really know of the problem, even though when I was fully employed with the Allegheny Intermediate Unit. But the federal government, uh, through several senators, Senator McKinney and Senator Vento, uh, knew that there were homeless kids out there, and they passed the McKinney-Vento law. And when I was with the Allegheny Intermediate Unit, we were mandated to implement it. And that was my first inclination that this problem existed. And then as we started to, uh, uh, started to implement uh, the, the responsibility of that mandate, we discovered that there were kids living in shelters, even though, uh, even though some of the people who were in charge of those shelters uh, didn't realize what responsibility they had to get them to school. 
In fact, my first ventures into the shelters, uh, many of the kids just weren't going to school. They were just watching television most of the day. And so that motivated me to, to make some connectivity to the schools for these kids. And that's how we really got started uh, 19 years ago, getting the kids in the shelters connected. And then we realized that many of these kids are doubled up. And so that's when we started to work with the doubled up population. Tell me about the relationship and the receptiveness the schools and the communities that you're working with have had. Well, I got to say that Pittsburgh uh, uh, just is an amazing community, as we all know. Once they find out there's a problem, they open their hearts and homes uh, up uh, to help. Uh, I, I'm just gratified every day with the generosity of our community uh, and sensitivity of our community. And I don't know if that goes back to our historic uh, development as a city, but uh, there were there are a lot of poor people throughout the history of our community who had to work very hard. We're a working community, basically, even though we're be becoming much more professionalized now. Uh, there's a, there's a soft spot in everybody's heart for kids like this. Pittsburgh is a giving place, no doubt about it. You and I got to know each other through my work in radio in Pittsburgh some years ago, and of course, uh, because of Citizens Bank and the relationship that the Homeless Children's Education Fund has with Citizens Bank and the backpack campaign during the summers. Right. Well, we still do that. And uh, uh, we give out 2,500 backpacks uh, every summer. In fact, we're starting to get geared up for this, uh, this August. And uh, uh, we, we're always fortunate to find some major corporation. We're looking for one right now, a major corporation to make a contribution so we can go out and buy them. It costs about $25,000 to provide 2,500 uh, of those backpacks. And uh, we fill them with supplies and we get three buses and go three different directions on a given day uh, to every shelter in the, uh, in the county and to make sure that when school starts, every young person who's in the shelter has a bag filled with uh, school supplies. I know that gear for grades problem, uh, or program I should say, the project, uh, did fill those backpacks with school supplies. What do those school supplies mean to the kids who are receiving them? Well, uh, it, it means that when they go to school, they're like any other kid. Without them, they, they feel very uh, inadequate. They feel uh, as though they're not uh, belonging. They don't feel they can compete. Uh, and so it gives them uh, reason not to go. It, it, it kills their motivation. Uh, so giving, getting a nice, fresh backpack, brand new, filled with all those school supplies, they're just like any other student on the first day of school. Joe, tell me about the success stories, because there have been plenty. Yeah, we're, we're uh, uh, delighted uh, that uh, we now can point to some uh, success stories. The first uh, one I would tell you about is uh, a number of years ago, a superintendent of schools from one of our local school districts called me and asked me to come out and meet with a couple young people uh, that he felt had tremendous potential but had no way of uh, thinking about going on to post-secondary education. And uh, after I met them, they were all part of the same family. There were three young people in the same family. Uh, it was obvious that these kids had the potential to go. And so I called uh, a friend of mine who at that time was in charge of the Pittsburgh Technology uh, Institute. And uh, 
And we were able to get scholarships for all three of them. And um, I'm so excited to tell you that all that two of the three finished with uh, very high in their class, and the other one got a job as a result of that. So that's the kind of thing that really is very gratifying. How can we help as individuals? How can we help the Homeless Children's Education Fund? Well, there are, there are myriad ways where people can help. The most obvious one is certainly make a contribution. And uh, we're, we're at uh, 2020 Smallman Street in the Strip District, 2020 Smallman Street in the, in the Strip District on the second floor. And uh, certainly uh, any, uh, uh, any donations are welcome for that. 100% uh, of any individual donation goes directly to young people. We don't keep it for overhead. So uh, we, we earn money for overhead through corporations and through other means, fundraising. But 100% uh, of every donation goes directly to young people. So if anybody wants to help with a donation, that's what they can do. Certainly there are volunteer opportunities. But the one thing we're very cautious of is that volunteers who interface with these young people have to be trained. They have to be committed to go often, uh, not only often, but on a regular basis. Uh, we don't want to create disappointment uh, in these young people on top of disappointment by uh, getting them all excited about meeting with a mentor and then have the mentor not show up. So we try to develop mentoring and volunteer relationships uh, with the shelters and with these young people. Joe, I wish we had more time. I want to wish you continued success with the Homeless Children's Education Fund. Well, thank you, and thanks, Chris, for your friendship and always reaching out. And that's it for this week. Thanks to our guest and to you for listening. Frontiers in Learning comes to you through a grant from Lincoln Learning Solutions in cooperation with the Community College of Beaver County and the Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect those of this station's staff and management. You can find podcasts of this and all of our shows online at TalkShoe.com. Search Frontiers in Learning. If you'd like to suggest a topic or have a question or comment, please email your thoughts to Frontiers at LPPACenter.org. That's Frontiers at LPPACenter.org. The producer of today's show is Don Cameron. Music by Lincoln Park Senior Joey Finello. I'm Chris Shovlin, reminding you to tune in next week for another stimulating edition of Frontiers in Learning. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.